Welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. My name's Amy McDonald. I'm a yoga teacher, yoga student, and a yoga business coach. And I'm here to support you to share your yoga with the people in your community who really need it. So if you're an amazing yoga teacher, but you sometimes struggle with the business part of what it is that you do, you're in the right place. I hope you thoroughly enjoy everything I've got in store for you. And if you have any suggestions, questions, or ideas for future podcasts, reach out to me on Instagram at Amy Yoga Biz Coach. Hey everybody, welcome to the pod. Lovely to have you back. Thanks for being a valued listener. Shout out to all of my Patreon supporters, especially Sarah, Cheryl, and Emily, who are new to Patreon. Uh, we, we've got lots of good things coming uh, this month, of course, if you are a Patreon person, including our uh, small group coaching session. So make sure you check the feed to get those dates into your diary. If you're at the supporter or contributor level, there's some complimentary coaching with me available for you. And also this week for everybody, two bonus episodes coming out about uh, some of the insights I gathered while I have my had my six weeks of solo retreat healing journey. Before I get into it today, um, I wanted to just give a special shout out to anybody who is doing it tough. Um, obviously, any of us could be in that category at any time. I had lunch with a new friend over the weekend and uh, after some time of chatting, she shared with me that, that, that recently she'd been doing it very, very, very tough. Pretty much the toughest of toughs um, when you get to that point, start thinking those things. And I had no idea until she told me. And I was talking with my friend just before at the gym about uh, he comes along to my yoga for men class. And I was talking with him about one of the reasons that I teach the class the way I do is because I, I you know, I do lots of sort of partner feedback stuff and in part because um, it's hard for me to get around to everybody and it's good for people to understand what they're doing and get feedback on their poses when they're brand new to yoga. But also because I think there's value in people just talking to each other so that there's one more face that you recognize at the supermarket or whatever it may be. But if you are out there feeling alone, um, I just want to send some special love out to you and uh, to the degree that you hearing me say that may be useful Um because we just never know, right? You just never know who might be doing it tougher by themselves um, that are just stoic as hell and you could never guess. And uh, I think one of the teachings I remember get when I got this lesson um, hard, uh, just, just before I embarked on becoming a yoga teacher, um, one of sort of in my spiritual development was, was understanding that asking for help can actually be an incredible gift to the person that you ask. And so maybe think about that. If, if you are in a dark place, like my new friend, um, you know, we, we, we like helping people, right? We like being supportive. We like being there. And, um, and if you're the person who needs to ask for help and that feels terrifying in and of itself, maybe give it a go. Maybe give it a go. Okay, so let's do the PSAs. I am still negotiating the 2024 Abundant Yoga Teacher Retreat dates, but they are coming and uh, it looks as though it's going to be somewhere between the 14th to the 27th of January. So if you are thinking of coming along, uh, the second half of Jan 2024 
is my uh, it is my son Culpa to be back in Thailand. I intend to do a super duper duper ridiculous early bird on that for $1,800 if you pay in full or $200 a month for 10 months if you want to really stretch it out. So if you want to get on the advise me quickly wait list, because I'm not going to have loads of places available at that rate, uh, just DM me on Insta and I'll stick you on the list. I'm just waiting for the retreat center founder to get back to me about availability. They're building a brand new meditation hall, um, hand-built earthen meditation hall. I just cannot wait to practice in that space. And so she's just finalizing when that build will be done so that we can come along and meditate in it. I mean, how good is life? Uh, I also want to say a massive congratulations to my client, Danae, because she found her engagement ring. <laughs> and I'm so happy for her. I'm so happy for, I mean, my, my clients are just so great, but I do want to do a particular shout out to Danae because I can't imagine what that's like. You think you've lost your, I've never had an engagement ring, but far out. I think I would uh, be highly anxious if I lost it. Alrighty. So today we are talking about, man, I've really come a long way, which is a direct quote from one of my clients. She said it to me today. Uh, and I asked her, do I have your permission to make that the title of my podcast? Because um, we spent some time at the start of her session just reflecting on that very fact. She was really recognizing and assimilating for herself how far she's come in her business. And I've had a very similar conversation with another one of my clients just last week, uh, explicitly on this topic, looking back and recognizing how far they've come in business and how they're not the same. Not only are they not the same business owners that they were, but they're not the same people. And if regular listeners, sorry, but you know me, uh, you want to deepen your spiritual practice, start a business based on your personal brand. It's a big deal, right? It's a really big deal. It's such a big deal and so important to reflect on that I've posted for horrific, <laughs> horrific photographs of myself, you're welcome, on Instagram. I'll double check, make sure they're on Facebook as well. I want as many people to see these horrific photos as possible to illustrate this point. It's really important to reflect on how far you've come. So today I'm going to, based on the conversations I've had with my clients recently, I'm going to break down four particular ways uh, to look back and reflect and celebrate yourself and then also talk about, well, what happens next? Okay, so let's talk about um, my client from last week who's, who's also in this space. She was sharing with me that she's built a successful business. They've got a significant turnover. They have a, a studio. She has staff. Um, they've got a really rock solid client base. They offer a, a variety of modalities and she's at a point now in her business where she simply does not want to work quite so much. She's not ready to sell the studio. She still loves what she does. She's still developing herself professionally, but she wants more time. She wants to move more into semi-retirement. And of course she is in high demand, specifically one-to-one -one, teaching one-to-one. Her calendar is jammed with one-to-one -one clients. And since we started working together, 
we've done a lot of sort of consolidating and um, refining of internal processes and pricing and, uh, you know, doing away with um, initiatives that weren't really having direct business benefits, um, refining procedures. She has done one price increase on her one-to-one service so that it's slightly more than her other teachers. And that has not reduced demand for her time in any way. And so I said to her, well, you need to put the price up again, because if you don't want to work as much and you are still working as much as you are because the demand is so great, you need to put the price up to reduce the demand. The only way, unless you start being terrible about what you're doing, the only way fewer people will want to book in is if they decide that they don't want to pay that much. Now, this can feel very scary, right? Oh, my God, what if no one comes? You don't have to jump off a huge cliff. You can ease into it slightly. But there comes a point where you need to recognize, huh, I'm worth more than this. My time is worth more than this. And so I'm going to raise my rates. And it felt scary for her. And she said to me, but I, that's how much I pay my teacher. And so we talked about that a little more, and it turns out that that is approximately how much she pays her teacher. However, her teacher has shorter sessions, and her teacher's sessions are online. They're not in a beautiful boutique studio that comes with its own overheads. And so, and and I said to her, well, do you happily pay that amount of money? Are you... Do you enjoy, is that worthwhile, that investment? Do you enjoy spending time with your teacher? And she said if she had more time, she would do two sessions a week, not just one. That the money was not, that the teachings were so important to her that if that the, the price they were, she felt was absolutely worth the value she was receiving. And then today, very similar conversation with my client who, who named the title, who gave us the title for today of the pod. She's recognizing that a session with her is multiple hundreds of dollars for what she does. And some of her peers are sort of maybe 90, maybe 150, similar service. And she was really standing in her power and understanding that she feels absolutely solid in how much she's charging. Now, this is not an arrogant, egotistical woman in fact, she's way out the other side, a very humble, dedicated practitioner, really standing in her power and feeling very good about $400 and up if you want to work with her per session. And this is where she said to me, man, I've really come a long way. So based on these two conversations that I've had with my clients directly and also some indirect things that I've been talking through with um, some of some of my other clients. I've got four considerations for you this week for you to kind of, I've got some anecdotes. We're going to do a little bit of storytelling about those. And then I'd really lovingly invite you to set some time aside to journal on these, reflect on these. Maybe you're a meditator, maybe you're a swimmer, but really sit with these questions and ponder them and how, you know, look back on what it is that, you've moved through and and maybe consider for yourself how far you've come maybe too you've also come a long way so the first one is knowing our own worth 
And this is really where the pricing piece comes to comes into play. Are you charging what you're worth? How have you raised your rates over time? When I first offered a package for yoga business coaching, I can remember the client. I can even see her face in my mind's eye. And she signed up to work with me for three months and she paid me $500. And back then, that's what, that's what I was that's what I was charging and that's what I felt it was worth. And after not only honing my skills and being a better coach and having greater industry insight and definitely having had more of my own experience that I can share, um, but to be frank, also healing a lot of my self-esteem wounds, right? Doing a lot of practice on the old uh, self-worth. I know how much I'm worth now and I feel really good about it. Just like my client today. It's a lot. It's not for everybody. It's worth it. It's absolutely worth it. And I have no doubt. It's like my retreat. If you pay it the full, pre the full price, it's $3,200. And you will sit on the floor for a week. You will have a very hard mattress. You will have to serve your own food and wash your own dishes and flush the toilet with the bucket. And it's worth it. Absolutely worth it. I feel rock solid about that. Now, this is not about, let me just do a, uh, this is, um, I'm just going to take a tangent because there is a place for scholarships, partial scholarships, uh, um, you know, uh, charitable donations. All, I'm not saying you should price everybody out necessarily. There is when you are charging your worth, you will have ideally capacity to be more generous with how you choose to give back. Those things happen at the same time. So question number one is how far have you come? Have you come a long way about knowing your own worth? Cast your mind back. Let's go back when you first started teaching. And if that's too far, even just five years, 10 years. You know, I've talked often about my discomfort, physical discomfort with taking cash from people when I first started teaching here in Castlemaine, that I made people put their money in a jar because I didn't want to touch it. I was so uncomfortable. Again, self-worth, not worried about getting germs off the notes or so. Well, it was off coins, I think. I was, I felt so uncomfortable about saying, oh, thank you. And exchanging my teaching for someone's money felt so uncomfortable, like I wasn't worth it. Fast forward to today, happily take the cash. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Michael. Cash, 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 cash. Happily, happily take your cash. Teach my ass off. You're getting a great class. I'm happily receiving that energetic exchange in the form of cash. What about you? Do you know your own worth in a way that is different to when you started? Because that's worthy of celebration. The next one is how you feel about this. Again, this is um, a direct quote from my client. She said, with permission, she said, I don't feel ashamed about charging what I'm worth. That's a powerful statement. I don't feel ashamed about claiming my worth. I don't feel ashamed. When I first started coaching, it was 
Oof, uh, over 10 years ago. Um, and it was a different, I was doing health coaching, lifestyle kind of health life coaching. And I put up, a, I can't remember now if it was a blog post or um, it was a blog post or a newsletter or something even on my homepage. It was a, it was a few websites before the current one. Uh, I put up a bit about myself and how I, um, you know, how I've, how I really intentionally want to create my life and how I've bought my own house and how I have a job and a business on the side to financially create wealth for myself and what my intentions were. Um, and my intention when I wrote that piece was to sort of point out, um, not only, you know, here's my receipts, I've done this in my own life. But also as a bit of a call to action about, um, you know, sort of setting your mind to something, taking action every day to achieve a goal, these sorts of, you know, very standard circa 2010 kind of life coaching messages, right? Nothing new there. And probably I'd write it differently now. I have a little bit more of an understanding about the bucket loads of privilege that I was just born into. But nevertheless, uh, you know, I was... I was, my intention was to sort of say, this is who I am. This is what I've done. And I'd like to help you achieve your goals too. Right. And I remember I got this email from someone I'd never met, whose name I did not recognize, who had found it. It must have been on my webpage because she'd read it on my webpage. And she sent me this lot, like maybe 10, it was a long email, 10 paragraph long email about um, how I should take that off my website because... Um, you know, I, I was sort of crowing about my successes and it was, it was ostracizing for a lot of readers. And I was so upset that I had potentially offended people and, and isolated them and made them feel bad or less than because I was talking about the life that I'd created for myself. I, like I really felt shitful and that sort of you know have you ever had those things in your business that something someone can say something and it just takes you out for days you know the really poke for me the hot button is having my morals or my ethics indirectly called into question oh god that one hits me so hard because I try <laughs> I really try to be a good person you know uh in business and man if someone if someone sends me that sort of stuff, I, oh gosh, it can take me out. And that one, days, days. But that was 10 years ago. And um, and now, not the same. I had someone email me, again, didn't recognize this name, never met this person before. She emailed me and she, she was in response to an email I'd sent out, which I'd signed off this email, Namaste Amy, at the end. And she emailed me to say, um, you know, that's offensive to, it's obviously, it, it doesn't make sense. It's not something that you say goodbye with. And also it's offensive to people like me. We won't go into the details of why, but you know, she was, I'd, I'd, my email had offended her. I'd, I'd made a blunder, right? And now when she sent me that email, I thought, oh, awesome. Okay. Don't do that anymore, Aim. And I emailed her back and said, I'm sorry that that was offensive. Um, not my intention. Won't do it again. Changed the emails now. They won't say that anymore. And thank you for taking the time to let me know. The end. Over. You know? So, you know, this idea of feeling ashamed of who we are or what we have to offer or what we've achieved and then growing through that to really stand in our power and recognize what we've gone and done for ourselves. 
it's pretty cool actually that I have a business that I made by myself and I've hired coaches along the way and um, definitely had some rock star virtual assistants and community managers, what whatnot, you know, staff, had some amazing friends and uh, mentors. I you know, haven't done it alone in, in that sense. But the person coming to the computer every day, it's me. The person who decided this was a business idea and I should go for it, that's me. The person who said, quit your really safe, permanent forever government job, your six-figure government job, quit that and try something else. That was me. And you know what? I'm proud that I did that. I, um, you know, it's sort of a little bit about, um, well, I was talking, I think, a little bit about this last week, about uh, it's not an accident. You know, this is a life by design. Again, obviously, bucket loads of privilege, like I was talking about last week, for sure. Um, and with the privilege that I have, uh, I've made these decisions and taken these action steps, and I'm proud of myself. That's what I'm talking about. For me, I'm proud of myself. And what my client was talking about today was that she feels proud of herself. And this is really, really important stuff. Letting ourselves be in this space is critical. It's uh, nourishing for our for, for it's nourishing for our future endeavors in our business. Uh, there was a post this morning from one of the members of my Keep Growing Mastermind, simply celebrating herself for what for the day retreat that she ran over the weekend. It when she first thought of it, it was stretchy. It was going to be more expensive than anything she'd done before. She wasn't sure how it would go or if she'd be able to fill it. She overfilled it, and everybody had a wonderful time. And she's feeling great about the next one that's coming up in April. And she made a post to celebrate herself because she was proud of herself and the work that she had done and what she had achieved and the service that she had provided as a result. Looking back on where we were comparing to where we are now is really, really important. Man, we've really come a long way. Not feeling ashamed to stand in that energy. Now we need to be, you know, mindful about who we're talking to about these things, right? There are there are some people you share this stuff with, some people you don't. Some people need to know, some people don't. And it's all relative as hell and should always be contextualized. I think it was over the weekend. Yeah, it was. It was Saturday, early Saturday morning. I got a message from a client saying she'd made, she'd hit her goal for the month, temporary goal for the month and turned over 20 grand in her business. And so I put a post about it because that was her goal and she bloody well did it. And I think that needs celebrating, deserves celebrating. I'm proud of her. She's proud of her. Fabulous. And I had some messages back from people sort of like, oh my God, that's so much money. But we've got to remember that this is, a, you know, we don't know, um, we don't know how other people's businesses work, right? We don't know how much is left in your hand after you deliver all of the things. We don't know what someone else's outgoings are. This is about what we know for ourselves and feeling proud of what we're doing. I remember um, when I, back in the day when I was in a somewhat cultic coaching environment and they issued all of these awards at the end of the year and, um, and I thought I had bloody crushed it for me. I think it was the first year that I'd done over $250,000, right? And I'm like, oh my God, this is, I can't even, I can't even believe it. I've got this little business, just me sat at home on the computer and I've done like quarter of a million dollars. I was feeling, you know, 
just so chuffed. And the person who won the award had turned over like two and a half million dollars. <laughs> and I, you know, when you slump down in your chair and think, oh, okay, I'm still small fry, still got somewhere to go. But the person who won the award had an, a wedding, a wedding, um, not planning, but like they put on weddings. Like they did the reception and the flowers and the music and the marquees and the food and the whole thing. And so it, it was in that moment I thought, well, this woman's just won a, her business turned over two and a half million bucks because my, you know, my baby business owner brain went, she, therefore she's a better person. That's a, that's a tenuous connection, but that's where I was at at the time. But thinking about it as a business owner, I've got no idea how much her overheads are. What I know for sure is by the time you put on weddings all year long and pay for all of that shit, I mean, that's, that stuff costs. All I got here is like, I don't know, my electricity a bit, whatever I fancy for lunch, dog food from Pippi, not me, right? Like my overheads are pretty low. So who knows? Who knows how much she's got in her hand and how much I've got in mine. My point is, these are wins. These are progress steps. These are achievements that get to make sense for us. I did a Facebook Live about this uh, two weeks ago from Phuket about why my retreat was a massive failure. Go watch that if you need a bit of a reframe on what success gets to look like. But what we don't need to do and where yoga comes to bear is using it as a tool to dissolve any shame around being proud of ourselves, around feeling prideful. That is not this tradition that comes from other places and that's okay. It all gets to get healed. I'm not going to edit that sneeze out. I'm sorry. Um, I'm staying in. But no longer feeling ashamed for you taking a stand for yourself in whatever way that looks like. Knocking back gigs, closing early, letting a, letting, letting a, a, a class go that you simply don't like to teach. Not, don't fall into that feeling of being ashamed that you've taken a stand for your own growth your own worth and your own boundaries. Next up, the next one that we identified today during my client session that she is so proud of in the sense of, man, I've really come a long way, is that she no longer overgives. Overgiving, you know, uh, uh, bodywork treatments or, or counseling sessions or whatever you do, kinesiology, Reiki, whatever your jam is, private yoga that go on for hours or at least, you know, even just go on 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Hello, Shiatsu person. You know, I'm talking about you beyond the end time over giving or what about um, over delivery with, uh, you know, hampers and goodie bags and things like that on retreat that people don't need. They don't need all that stuff. They might like it. For me, I'd prefer to not get a goodie bag because chances are, I don't actually want all that stuff. I mean, it's a gen it's a generous thought, but I've got the stuff that I need. I don't need more stuff. Everybody's got so much stuff. You know, are, are you giving because you feel that maybe you just need just a little bit more because this, I'm, I'm not enough. But if I give them a hamper or I give them 15 more minutes or I give them extra resources out of class or I give them my 
private time, um, when I see them down the street because they want to ask me about their knee, you know, over giving, over giving and recognizing in ourselves when we just don't do that anymore. Now, I'm, I'm not saying, I, I look, honestly, I, this is obviously still a, a working edge for me. Um, I was messaging my client on a Saturday morning, but I, you know, I kind of love it. Um, it doesn't feel like over giving. Uh, I don't feel obliged. I genuinely enjoy chatting with my clients sometimes even uh, on the weekends or early in the morning. <laughs> but you, you can feel the difference, right? I know I can. I know I can feel the difference when I know that I am doing this out of a sense of not being enough and I'm doing this for the pleasure of wanting to do it. I sent one of my masterminders a podcast to listen to at God awful o'clock, uh, hoping that she's got her phone on silent. But then she messaged me straight back because, you know, awesome yoga people seem to wake up very early. <laughs> that's not overgiving. Uh, making extra rounds of afternoon treats post-retreat is not overgiving unless it feels like it is. And then we get to tweak it. But recognizing, you know, what have, how have you come? What does it look like? Like, where were you not some time before? When you think about this race, man, I've really come a long way. Overgiving, overgiving. Holy smokes. I, uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't know if overgiving necessarily has been a big one for me in terms of, I guess, no, that's not necessarily true. I can sometimes uh, let my count, my coaching sessions go on too long. Um, sometimes it's okay and sometimes I feel like I should have managed that better and that does feel like overgiving. You can always tell from how you feel about it, right? Then the last one is overcompensating, overcompensating. This one, this one, man, I, I, geez, I, uh, I have done so much of this. I remember once when I was just starting out and I was collabing with a friend here in Castlemaine and, um, we had a retreat coming up in Bali and to fill the retreat, we ran a telesummit, a speaker series. And I wanted to interview my very first yoga teacher trainer, Sarah Avonstova. And um, she had quite, <laughs> she had exceptional boundaries. And so she proposed a time that she was available. And I can't remember where she lived at the time. I think like Colorado or something. Oh, yeah, probably Colorado, something like that. And she was only available at my 2 a.m. <laughs> so I got up. I got dressed. I drove to my friend's house where all the recording was. She woke up. She let me in. And we did an interview with my teacher at 2 a.m. 2 a.m. I didn't even consider renegotiating the time. I don't think. And, I, and my teacher then, Sarah, this well, I was interacting with her virtual assistant. Her virtual assistant probably didn't even know that I was in Melbourne time zone. She just said, oh, what about 11 o'clock on Friday? And I said, okay. And got up at 2 a.m. or whatever the hell it was. No, didn't even consider back then, not that long ago, that maybe that was a dumb idea and I should try and stand up for myself and say, oh, uh, actually, that doesn't work for me because I'm on the other side of the world. It's the middle of the night. <laughs> when I quit my safe government job, 
uh, I would see clients from 5 a.m. until 9 p.m., 5 a.m. until 9 p.m., just to make sure that I had enough time available for everybody. And I was knackered. I was totally wiped. I remember spending a week in Morocco in a beautiful boutique hotel and all I did was sit in my room and prepare contracts because, I don't know, I had a lot of people signing up to work with me and I got outside to the pool maybe twice, just sat in my little room with the air conditioner going. I could have been anywhere in the world and I'd taken myself to Morocco for a week of holiday. That's what that looked like. So I know for me, I, I have a really... I got a lot of examples of overcompensating and these days I don't do it as much. I do it still a little, I know, but not like I used to. And I'm really proud of myself for how far I've come in that regard. Again, look at this business helping me create better boundaries that play out in my life. This is not just a, a muscle that's deployed for business. This is a skill that gets used in my in my life. Okay, so let me recap them. Four things to consider, four components of being a business owner to consider in looking back on how far you've come. One, recognizing your own worth. Do you have a greater understanding of your own worth than you did when you first got going? If so, freaking congratulations. Two, are you no longer feeling ashamed about taking a stand for that worth in whatever form that is and allowing yourself to be proud of what you did? If so, congratulations. Have you, have you toned down if not stopped completely? Or even, you know what, fuck it. No, tick that box, Amy. Are you even recognizing if you're not yet modifying your behavior, but are you just even recognizing when you're overgiving? compared to what you used to do, great, congratulations. And where are you at with overcompensating? Doing too much, pendulum swinging out the other side. Again, maybe you've sorted that shit wholly. Um, thank you, Jedi Master, I'm, I'm a work in progress in that regard, but I sure as shit am better than I used to be. And when I know I'm doing it, I know I'm doing it. And that's sometimes I'll, you know, this is, it's easier to fall back into the pattern than to tend to work myself out of it this time, but I know I'm doing it. And that counts as progress too. So if in, um, if in considering these four things, knowing your worth, no longer feeling ashamed for taking a stand for yourself, no longer overgiving, or at least not to the same extent, and no longer overcompensating, at least not to the same extent. If in considering these four factors, you feel great, that is amazing. And I want you to go celebrate yourself more fully. And I'm not just talking about the night off to watch Netflix. What would actually be meaningful for you? Because if that's the case, you are not the same person that you were before. And that is massive. That is massive. That is some redirecting of conditioned patterning. That's a really freaking hard thing to do and you did it, you amazing 
creature. Congratulations. And if in listening to that list, you've had some icky feelings come up about perhaps opportunities that are remaining for you to continue to grow in these ways. Excellent. How boring would life be if everything was perfect? Dull, yawn central. So let's not beat ourselves up about the work that we've still got to do. I'm in the mix. Absolutely. I'm there with you. That's good news, right? It's good news. We've got something to work on. I'm not going to get bored. Good. Good. If something feels a bit, yeah, if things are coming up when you think about these four ideas, what would feel a little bit stretchy? Like my client at the, at, at the last week. It feels stretchy for her to know that some of her clients won't come anymore, despite the fact that she wants fewer clients coming, right? There's so many moments to, to giggle at ourselves um, and our patterns in, when we're in small business. She knows she doesn't want to have as many clients. And at the same time, she's really scared that she's going to have fewer clients. <laughs> it feels stretchy to put her rates up to be the same as what she pays her teacher for a slightly shorter class online. And she's going to do it anyway. And we've come up with a plan to make that happen. So what is there anything that's coming up for you in listening to me talk about all of these things that feels like, oh, I've still got a little bit of something there that I'd like to work on. Get clear on exactly what it is. It might be with a particular thing that you're doing. It might be with a particular interaction that you tend to have with people. It might be with someone in particular that you're currently interacting with in your business. It might be your pricing, what your the services that you're offering. But get clear on exactly what it is. What is the particular piece that's generating that uh, kind of feeling for you? And then think about, okay, what would feel just that little bit stretchy, that little bit outside the comfort zone, not unsafe. We don't go there. I'm not telling my client to double her rates. We're just bumping them up. We don't want to lose all the clients, but we do want to lose some. What would feel stretchy? And then what are the exact action steps you need to take to implement that change? the exact action steps and break them down to the tiniest of tinies, especially when we're confronting something that, that feels scary or uh, next level. I think getting very specific in the action steps can build in some certainty as we move through change. I can do this little nibble. Okay, good. I'm at the next step. I can do this little nibble. Okay, good. I'm at the next step. Create a plan to move into your new next level of expansion in your business. Hint, expansion might be actually doing less. Expansion in your business does not necessarily mean you're doing more. Might mean doing less. Yeah. And you know what? The final piece, once you achieve it, celebrate that too. Because man, you've really come a long way. All right, that's it for the week, everybody. Thank you so much for being a listener of the show. Take a screenshot, share it on the socials, tag me so I can repost. Uh, let me know if you want to go on the advanced notice list for 2024 retreat. And uh, Patreoners, your bonus episodes will be coming out later this week. Two of them, excellent. I'm really looking forward to getting them out to you. 
Until next time, take it easy, everyone. Bye. So there you have it, folks, another edition of the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. Hey, favor to ask. If you found the content useful, I would be very grateful if you could support this podcast by giving me a five-star rating. And if you've got a moment, a review would be super cool. No pressure, of course. Like I said earlier, if you have any suggestions for podcast topics in the future, I would love to be in service. DM me on Instagram at Amy Yoga Biz Coach. Take deep care.